Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Thanks again to Coach Steve Fisher. Just joined us. Bennett Woods, 9 o'clock here on 97.3 The Fan. This hour on Bennett Woods is brought to you by Smart and Final. Score a turkey day touchdown when you shop your whole feast in one trip, and that's it at Smart and Final. Use promo code SFTHANKS for free delivery on your next order. Well, it's not the winter meetings. Those are next month in Nashville. Jesse but, needs uh, about two minutes. But uh, the general manager's meetings are underway right now in Scottsdale. Uh, we're going to give uh, Jesse Rogers from ESPN a chance to uh, compose himself. There may be breaking news right now. I called him, right and now. he was literally in the middle of talking to somebody. He's like, hey, Paul, I, I'm good. Just give me like 90 <laughs> seconds. That's fine. That's fine. You never know what could be breaking. Now, you don't expect the big na- names to be signed during the general manager's meetings. Rarely do you see blockbuster trades. This is a This is a prelude. This is laying some groundwork for future conversations that uh, will reach fruition Sometime in December or maybe January later in this offseason. Jesse Rogers yesterday tweeted, I'm, I'm still stunned uh, at the news that Craig Council was going to be the new uh, Cubs manager. Did you guys see the quote from Brewers owner Mark Adnacio? Went on Zoom to address you know the media and said, we're all here today because we lost Craig. But I've reflected on this. You know, Craig has lost us and he's lost our community. It's a really special place to be. And I went... Okay, that is uh, that is an interesting, interesting way to put it. He also said he thought Craig Council was quote messing with him when he told him I'm I'm going to take the Cubs job. He thought he was like playing like him. pulling Craig, his yes, leg, pulling his leg, <laughs> giving him the business. Just kidding, I wouldn't go to the Cubs. Oh my God! I tweeted yesterday. We can certainly relate, Brewers fans. You know, Bob Melvin now managing the uh, San Francisco Giants. It does. Feel a little, you felt a little icky watching the press conference, and I'm sure you will if you're a Brewers fan watching Craig Council as well. There's definitely, if you can't uh, beat them, join them aspect of what the Cubs were doing. Is uh, you know the Brewers have had a lot of success in that division, and uh, joining us right now from Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, they always have those meetings at swanky hotels. Is ESPN's Jesse Rogers? Jesse, it's always great to have you here on Ben and Woods in San Diego. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Going Good. well, man. How's the uh, fruit plate out there at the uh, the hotel ballroom? 
Uh, I haven't had it yet, but I will because it is a very swanky place. Yeah, You're right I, about that. Unfortunately, I'm not staying here though. That's, no, no, that's, no, no. You just get that's, to that's on me. You just get to sit on the uh, the 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 chairs outside the ballrooms for hours and hours on end. Isn't that really pretty much what you do all day at a at a meetings like this? You just wait outside doors and for meetings <laughs> to like transition periods where then you try to chat with someone really quickly as they go to the next uh, session yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, that's kind. That's kind of it. Yeah, you, you, you. I mean, you try to schedule some meetings with some agents and executives as well, so you have something locked in. And then in between those, you grab people when you can. Then there's some formal um, availabilities. All the GMs will be available today and tomorrow. So just a little bit of everything: private meetings, uh, public, you know, sort of open uh, availabilities, and uh, you catch what you, what, what you can. And um, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of where things percolate, and then everything gets really going into winter meetings. Well, and I know yesterday, based on your Twitter, you you said I'm I'm <laughs> I'm still stunned. I'm stunned by this news that Craig Council. Uh, and I think we all were. It, it broke, of course, right when we got off the air, so we had to wait to talk about it. But walk us through uh, your day yesterday when you learned about this. Uh, yeah, it was quite shocking. And then uh, some of the details are still yet to be to be discovered here. The Cubs have not spoken publicly on it. It was a very short press release very sort of unusual in a sense that they they weren't you know jumping up and down because it's just very awkward uh to to hire and fire a guy on the same day a guy that i call made man david ross he was a made man when it came to the cubs and they went out and whacked a made man um he was their guy you got to get approval for that special approval you have to have a sit down the whole thing all the families have to vote yeah yeah and, and the thing is they they kept kept it very tight they kept it very tight in fact ownership didn't even know they were pursuing them until they went to the owner and said hey we want to make this change and we we need to make this offer yeah it was very tight circle because it's bad enough kind of how it went down within baseball it's a little sketchy to to interview while you already have a guy in place it's the second time the cubs have done this they did the same thing with joe madden so if you let if it leaks that you're even interviewing craig council while you still have a manager in place, that's bad. That's bad. Um, that's ten times worse than 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 what just happened, which is firing a guy on the same day you hire a guy that you already said was coming back. So there's there's all sorts of ethical things that some people within the game are questioning. But you know, it's it's a cut well cutthroat business. David's going to get paid, and and they they got probably arguably one of the best managers in the game. I don't think anybody um, doubts that. It's just a shock how it all went down. It's a name they kicked around last month. Hey, what if what if he's available when he becomes a free agent? Maybe we'll put in a call just to see. And then you find out that he's very interested. And of course, when you offer eight million a year, you become very very interested. So, um, went from kicking around his name last month, even though David was under contract, um, David Ross. So, uh, you know, it goes from kicking around to making a call on November first and finding out there's serious mutual interest here and that's how it all went down you mentioned that contract it, it felt a little bit like and, and tell me if you agree jesse the cubs tried to make it impossible for him to say no yeah. i mean we're not going to offer you a little bit more we're going to offer you so much and you're still within you know driving distance of milwaukee and your family's close we're going to make it impossible for you to say no to us with the offer that we are making yeah and i think that's part of you know sometimes manager contracts don't all leak i think that's part of how he can sell it to anybody that's mad at him, um, especially people in the state of Wisconsin right now. Look, who's going to turn that down? The richest contract in the history of the sport for that position, meaning the manager. You, you, you can't turn that down, 
right? Um, and so I, I almost think that, it, it, you know, sometimes you don't want your numbers to leak, but I think it's almost good for him that it leaked because we all understand taking care of family and stuff like that and setting records and, 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 and all that. So I think anybody in Wisconsin that sees that says, hey, why didn't we pay him $8 million? He probably stays if we pay him $8 million. but that was never going to happen with the Brewers. So, yeah, I think it was a uh, an offer he couldn't refuse, an offer that nobody could refuse, and I think that's what – he can fall back on for people that are mad at him. A lot of mafia on today's interview, which I really enjoy. I'm a huge, I'm a huge, huge mafia buff myself. Jesse Rogers from ESPN joins us here on uh, Benny. Just fell off the back of the truck, Jesse. We call I mean. him. Many might call Jesse our consigliere uh, here on Ben and Woods, but um, no, I, I evaluate if you could. So you know, you go from a roster in Milwaukee that you know good enough to make the playoffs. Certainly, always kind of had a hard time getting over the hump in the playoffs. But now he goes to the Chicago Cubs, and I know. There's some some guys to be excited about. Stroman just opted out uh, of his deal there. So, what is he up against? Uh, you know, managing at Wrigley Field and and with some Cubs fans that are desperate to kind of get back to where they were. You know, I think he's in a good spot. It's an up and coming team. They barely missed the playoffs. They're not going to sit still this off season. Um, they're going to add to the team. I think they're going to go after Otani. I really do in a serious manner, not just a perfunctory kind of in passing, you know, sure. um, I think they're going to go after him. Now, if it, if Otani just wants the biggest contract and doesn't care about anything else, they won't be interested. But if there's some mutual, you know, sort of interest that isn't just about money, I think, I think they will make a serious offer. So yeah, he's, he's in a good spot. I also think in the three team wildcard era, it's not a bad thing to have the best manager in the game. If some reason you're, you're you're you don't have the the best roster, maybe you can squeeze your way in like the Diamondbacks did, and eventually um, you get extra playoff appearances because you have the best manager in the game. So I think there's a lot of lot of factors involved here, and in that division, there's no reason the Cubs can't be perennial playoff contenders and 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 and, and appearances in the in October. We'll see we'll see um, what they add, but even as is, they could they could be an 85 win team, and that gets you in next year. Jesse, you mentioned uh, David Ross will get his, his payout and his money, but we, we talked about it earlier, and I, I think the Cubs still kind of did him dirty because they waited to do this until after a number of the jobs have already been filled that he might have been up for. Now, there's still a couple of openings out there, including the one here in San Diego, and some talk that, that A.J. Preller might be given a, a late interview to David Ross. Are you hearing anything from those meetings about what A.J. Preller is doing here in, in San Diego for a new manager? No, I did get a text from AJ Preller this morning about a question I asked him two days ago. So he's a little behind okay. on, 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 a, on a few things, at least with the media. Um, but uh, no, not, not really. You know, I, I just got here yesterday and this thing broke, so I haven't really jumped on on what's going on there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if David Ross got some interviews. Um, I, I, I rate David Ross as a a, a B a B manager and counsel as an A. What's there's nothing wrong with having a manager that grades out as a B. Um, you'd rather have the A, but um, there's not, not that many out there. So I have no problems with David Ross as a manager. Still growing, still learning. There are a few holes here and there um, where, where council really doesn't have. So uh, David Ross, I, and here's the other thing I will tell you that would help San Diego. His The fit there might be good for him in one respect. I think he's better with a veteran team. I don't think he's as good with young players as he is with veterans. Um, so that applies to you guys. So, I would endorse David Ross as manager of the Padres. I think he, he could he could do a good job there. I think he could do a job a good job in a bunch of places. But you know, obviously, Craig Council is known as one of the best in the game. So you got to kind of look at it as they had a good right fielder and they went out and got a better one.
Well, uh, we'll let you get back to it. I know you got a busy day ahead of you. If you do uh, run into AJ Preller, say hello for us, and uh, you know we'll be following whatever he does. I mean, they say he's not doing anything. That the Padres don't have any money. Do you buy that? Right. That you know the Padres are going to be non-players now because of their financial situation. I kind of do. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me if, if Soto's, Soto's more likely or less likely to be traded, I'd say more likely. But I don't have major insight info on that. It just is this feeling that the Padres kind of maxed out last year, and you see they didn't pick up Waka's option, and just little little indications that um, that this this could be a, a little bit of a reset in that area. Even though they'll have a good team next year, we know even if they trade Soto, it's a good team. But but that would be a major trade. That would be a major trade. So, um, yeah, I don't feel like he's going to be the 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 gunslinger um, the last few years. Now, maybe via trade he will be, but I don't think be a free agency. That's just my guess. I don't have major insight info on that. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't disagree with you, but he always surprises yeah. a little bit. Thank you so much, Jesse. Take care. You got it. Be well. Thanks, All right, buddy. Jesse Rogers. Good insight on David Ross there um, and and his situation and. Yeah, you go from a B manager to an A manager. If you if you're not trying to do that, are you really trying to win? Right. If you've got someone who can be better than what you have already, then you want to think that your owner will go out and do that if they can. And the Cubs did. It's going to come down to what that owner is also willing to lay out payroll wise uh, for that team. They have a lot of holes. They do. They do. Have I would a... think you're more likely to now lay Correct. out more payroll. I, I, now that you've already spent on the manager, it's like well, I now agree. We're... In for a pound. What is it? In for a penny. In for a penny. In, in for, for a pound. pound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's exactly right. I, I got to tell you when he when he said you know the Juan Soto deal and and that's I'm not physically capable of handling that Jeff Passan tweet just yet. I'm not there. What's the, the opposite of it's happening? It's more like it's, it's happening. happening. Yeah, yeah. I I really <laughs> is that don't, our sounder? I really don't <laughs> think my body Paul is prepared for. <laughs> Juan Soto, you know, to the Cubs or Red Sox or something. I just don't think I'm I'm ready for it. I, I do get the sense. I feel like with all the signs that the Padres have given off, and Jesse's right, the the not picking up of the options, the the, the loan report, the payroll numbers that you're giving it, it it's definitely leading everyone down that path. But the fact that no one can say for sure Correct. that the Padres are definitely trading Juan Soto actually is that's where i'm kind of going like i don't think we've gotten the whole picture yet because if every sign is pointing towards something but no one's comfortable saying that that's where it's headed then something is still something is still unknown about this situation yeah i mean until you know it right, the 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 more the arrows point that way the more you let yourself believe that that's probably and and you know it's logic. It's human nature. It's logic, and, and, and listen, there are ways you can convince yourself, and we all will. We will load up that bowl full of copium and because you don't have a choice. You have to fire it up and smoke it down uh, that day when, it, when that tweet comes inevitably, and you say, oh, I love this return that we got back. We fleeced them. You know, we fleeced them. We got them. Clark Schmidt coming back, and Estevan Florial, this is going to be great. Great. Can't wait to see those guys and welcome them into the fold. I'm just not. We create ready. more balance to the team. Yeah, oh, look needed, how balanced we are. Much needed balance to the San Diego Pond. Uh, we should just go ahead and get it all out now about all the BS <laughs> we're going to spew in here. Uh, I will say this, and I know Adam's listening. Not because we're trying to defend the team. No. Because we're, we're fans we're and you want to. 
You want to have some sort of good feeling about. Uh, I will tell Adam this now. I will not come in and do a show. That like I'm not coming in on a Saturday if they trade Juan Soto. I'll send you a video of my reaction that will be filled with expletives. Paul, give us your reaction again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't want to come in and hash it out on a Saturday <laughs> no. if it happens. I'm tell I'm I'm putting it out there right now. Don't quit asking. I'm not going to. So quit asking. I'm not. I'm not going to. So quit asking. Woodsy, do you want to come in this Saturday morning at nine and do the Juan Soto trade? I'm not going to. So quit asking. I'm not answering my phone. I'm turning my phone off. Don't ask me to do D shows. Yeah, don't ask, don't me, ask me, to me to do, do Saturday shows. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Dishes. Nothing. Not doing it. We have 20 hours to fill. And we will do it then. I will do it now. Like Mike says in the chat from the crapper. I will do it live from the crapper. That's what I will do. I'm not doing such a, it. Such a fun off season. Probably walking down here right now. Yeah, this has been. A, it's going to be a fun one. Right, you never so, know. You still never got know. Our, still happen. got a rattle report coming up. Uh, more thoughts on what we just heard from Jesse Rogers as well. Don't go anywhere. Ben Woods back after traffic here on ninety-seven three. The fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Kick off with Boomer and Valenti each Friday night at 6 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan. It is presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. Maybe drink it alongside Benji Heel. Uh, and by Lowe's, Lowe's Knows Home Improvement. That was a reference to our caller, Ruben, earlier, who yeah. said he's had tequila with Benji Hill. Great guy. Wants him to be the next Padres manager. So, so is the president of Mexico, by the way. Cucho, Cucho Santana said, did anyone already corrected this show's pronunciation of Benjamin Benjamin Hill. It is pronounced like the pitcher's last name, Hill. I said, yeah, we talked about yeah. it yesterday. He said, okay, so you're saying saying Gill is a decision. Gotcha. No, I mean, I'm not trying to offend anyone. Benjamin, Benjamin Hill. He was known throughout his baseball playing Feels like it would career. be more offensive to try to say it. The right but way. he was he, called. He, he was known throughout his baseball career as Benji Gill. Benji Gill. I grew up watching him play in Texas, and they would say, Benji "Now Gill. batting, Benji Gill, not Benjamin Hill." But, I will call him whatever. If he's the manager, I'll call him 
Whatever he wants. I'll call him Fred if he wants to. Whatever he wants. As long as he comes on the show, I don't care. Benjamin Hill. It is, um, it's always, I mean, like an Australian person pronounces their name differently than we would pronounce it in America. But if someone's name was Stephen Woods, but they're Australian, do you call them what? Stephen Woods? Or do you call them Stephen Woods? Well, that's an accent. That's an accent. But, I mean, a pronunciation is just an accent, isn't it? Essentially. Yeah, I'll call. Like I said, I'll call him. Do you translate his name into English when you pronounce it, or do you speak Spanish when you're pronouncing his name? So, like, if I, we're joined by Padres manager Benjamin Hill, fine, I can do it, right? I again, Does that I sound go, right. I Benjamin go with whatever Hill? he prefers. I'm not, you know, like I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not making a choice. I'm just calling him what I've heard him called yeah. for 35 years since I was a kid. He was a Ranger shortstop, stud. Stud prospect, so I, I will call him uh, whatever he wants. Let's talk about value, valuing yourself versus what uh, maybe the market values it yourself at. Because with the decisions that have been made the last couple of days, you're clearly seeing what people think their value is in Major League Baseball. For instance, I was surprised when Sean Manaya. Opted out of his $12.5 million deal with the Giants next season. Thought like, wow, I guess that means Sean Manaya thinks he can get a bigger, longer-term deal somewhere else, or he doesn't want to pitch out of the Giants' bullpen next year and is hoping to get a starter's job somewhere else. But for a guy who was basically kind of a swing opener, you know, innings eater with a close to five ERA... Just turning down $12.5 million seemed ambitious for that, Sean Manaya. That was one that surprised me. Um, the other, you know, uh, Mike Clevenger's deal as well surprised me. He turned down, I believe it was somewhere around the same. People are now saying Ben Hameen. Okay, Ben Hameen. Ben Hameen. Ben Hameen. Heel. Heel. Okay, I got it. Ben Hameen. You could be. Ben. I am Ben Hameen. Ben Hameen. I'm Esteban. It's That's a true. B, but you pronounce it a V, Esteban. Bedeburo? You're Paul. Bedevaca. Pablo? Pablo. Paul. So. <laughs> I like Paul a little Paul. better. When it Paul. comes to value on a Padres level, I was not surprised at all that Seth Lugo turned down his player option. 100%. He can definitely get more than. He will get more. And uh, I was. Uh, maybe a little surprised that the Padres turned down the $16 million two years for Michael Walker, 32 total, but not surprised at all that Michael Walker turned down his half of the player which, option. Which was eight, six, six and a half or something yeah. like that. So I know he can get more than that. Now, I was not surprised that the Padres turned down $16 million a year for Nick Martinez. He has not pitched to the level, I think, of a $16 million per year pitcher. How about, though, Martinez's decision? which was made official yesterday, that he turned down the $8 million player option that he had to stick around with the Padres. That also came, I believe, with another option the year after that. You know, So, so many options. You know, he's got options. the options, but now, now that he's opted out, he's a complete Diego, free agent. The San Diego options is a, he's, a decent name. He's completely out and a free agent. Will he get more than that on the open market? Will he, Scott Boris. Will he get more than $8 million per year? I think, I again, speculation season is upon us. I think for him, he has always been the guy that said whatever, and we've interviewed him, and he's like, whatever, whatever they need me to do, I'll do. Like, he's... He's the anti uh, certain people, so, you know. Okay, like, hey, they need me to 
Work the eighth, I'll work the eighth. They need me to swing, man. I'll swing, man. I, I want to start. You know, all all those guys want to start. He wants to start. So if he thinks he, Ben, what if he gets eight million dollars next season, but he gets to start? Is that worth it to him? Wouldn't I, Wouldn't he almost certainly get to start here if he stayed in San Diego? I think I he mean, always. No, I think he always thought that. Yeah, but they had six starters last year. Now they have two. He could. He would. He would probably be more likely to start with the Padres than almost anywhere else he goes. Yeah, I mean, we say that until, you know, it's, ah, we really trust you. He, he's, he's one of those guys, he, he did his job well. He did his job so well at times. I know he had some struggles last year. He was not perfect. You know how many runs all. he gave up in September when he went back into the starting rotation? The entire month? One. One. Gave up one run. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like four or five bullpen appearances and then three or four starts at the end of the season. One run the entire month of September. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good about where he is and where his value is and what he can bring to a team. And if he gets $8 million, guaranteed, we're not going to move you to the, you're not going to be our eighth inning guy. You're not going to be a swing man. You're not going to be a spot starter. You're in our rotation and we'll give you, you know, what you were going to make with the San Diego Padres. Just depends on what you want to do, you know? So, uh, I don't think he'll be back here. Uh, I think it would surprise me if he, if he was back here, but, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I do other teams see that value. I would think the Padres know the value of Nick Martinez almost better than any other team knows his value, and they value Nick Martinez. I didn't get the sense that the Padres took Nick Martinez for granted. Felt like they wanted him back and felt like he'd be a good piece, but had the thought that he might just opt into his eight million next year. And didn't need to pay him $16 million. So was there a surprise factor there with Nick Martinez opting out? Yeah, potentially. You would hate to see any of these guys. I guess once you hire Boris, you know yeah. you knew he was opting out. You don't hire Boris just to say. Negotiate a yes, new deal. Yes, I'm going to opt I'm, in I'm opt to my, my contract that was negotiated last you know year. So I guess the the writing was on the wall there yep. once he hired Scott Boris that he yeah. was opting out. You know, for for a player, it's got to be. It, it, I was listening to Chris Rose had Giolito on yesterday. He's part of the the Chris Rose rotation. And they asked Giolito about. He's like, well, I know it didn't end well for you, but are you excited that you're a free agent this year? He goes. I'm not as excited as I normally would have been because I was so bad down the stretch. Actually, a really refreshing uh, perspective from Lucas Giolito. But like he goes, I guess I'm proud of myself that I made it this far to be able to reach free agency. He goes, but yeah, nobody wants to go into their free agent season going, you know, what I did, which I thought was pretty refreshing. And and he knows he knows he's got some work to do to get it back, um, but. I think you know the the chance to be a free agent to test the waters out there is a is a big allure. One other uh, value question: Cody Bellinger turned down twenty five million dollar option with the Cubs. Now he's expected to get a long term deal somewhere, likely nine figure contract. Do you fully trust Cody Bellinger back? You know, MVP player with the Dodgers fell off the map for what two seasons got it back. and then got it back you last know, year. Do the, you the thing you is you have less trust in a player that's already proven that they've lost it before. Well, you know what, man? It was his shoulder. Is everything that I've heard is that and, it? and read, he had the same type of situation that Fernando had. We all saw how Fernando played when he got his shoulder fixed. And he played great, and and with you know obviously room for improvement. Certainly, he didn't play badly when his shoulder was hurt. Yeah, though. exactly, exactly. Cody did. Yeah. Cody did, and 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 played. I guess through that, um, got his shoulder fixed. Went out and had a monster year for the Cubs, and now is going to parlay it into a deal. He is a guy that I would I would trust. But I, are we going to give out another nine figure deal? Well, I don't to mean him? with the Potters. Oh, okay. I just mean anyone. I, somebody's going to somebody's going to want him. 
Somebody's going to want him. You know, he can play a couple different positions for you. And if he's healthy, yeah, man, he's he's an elite type player, an MVP type player. So, got you know all fixed up and healthy. Yeah, man, I, I look at Cody Bellinger. So you for think sure. it was more health than anything? I, I, else. That's what I heard and read, okay. and and plenty of Dodger fans said they've had a few guys that like played through injuries. Um, and I, I, I kind of pointing fingers at the organization a little bit. I, I've seen some Dodger fans online talking about that. K- Kershaw underwent surgery the other day. There was another one. Um, Remember Tatis? Oh, Peralta. Still, Tatis played through his. Yeah, and, and was, wouldn't get was the surgery. going to play through it again until yeah. he got got popped. popped for the steroids, and then he ended up having the surgery yeah. because, well, you're not going to get to play anyway. But yep. he was prepared to once again <laughs> do it again, play through that shoulder injury. Yeah, like Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon too, popping his shoulder back into place after every dive or anything else. Yeah, man, I think with Cody, I think he's healthy now, and and when he's Zeroed in, man. He is a really, really good left-handed hitter. So um, I think you saw that last year. Healthy, happy, you know, back on the road to recovery and, and had a monster season. So somebody is going to pay that man. Somebody. 25 is a lot of money to walk away from, though. I mean, it's a lot of dough to be like, can I do more than 20, 25 this year? Uh, but he believes in himself. And I, isn't he a Boris guy, too? I think so, Scott's yeah. Scott's got his hands full, man. Right, uh, season. Question for you, Woods. Okay. What do you get when you mix yellow and blue? Green. Green Day tickets are available right now. Thanks to Woods' correct answer to that question. We are giving away the pair that was not won earlier today on Take on Woods. But if you call now at 833-288-0973, you can win two tickets to the concert at Petco Park on September 28th. That's uh, next September 28th, not last September 28th. Yep. Uh, tickets do go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Let's take the fifth caller, 833-288-0973. And then we'll be back with the Rindle Report, some headlines from Polly, a crazy parlay wager we Dude. saw this morning. Like nuts. I hate, I hate this guy. Yeah, I know with you do. A passion. I know you do. With a passion. That's coming up next on 97.3 The Fan. Get a winner for the Green Day tickets. Sure did. Scott, going to Green Day. Scott, Congrats, buddy. Scotty, congratulations. We will have another pair to give away tomorrow. First during Take on Woods, but since Woods never loses, apparently, we'll wood. then give it away later in the program. We'll see. I mean, at some point, your winning streak has to come to an end. I wish I knew exactly what it was. I would say we're in the like 12 to 15 range of consecutive wins for Take on Woods, for Woodsy, or at least... Not losses. I think we had a tie, tie or two somewhere yeah. in there. But you have been <laughs> solid in our game. Somebody just tweeted a picture. The sign at Craig Council Park in his hometown just outside Milwaukee was vandalized last night. It says Craig Council Park, and somebody has spray-painted over it, ass. That's it. Just ass. Do you think it's related, or could have just been <laughs> random? Random graffiti. I think it is uh, definitely related. Ass, they said. That's it. As Jesse Rogers told us earlier, it was there was no way you could really say no to that no, deal. You can't. 
You it's not like, oh, you know, we're offering you 250000 more to come <clears throat> manage the Cubs. No, we're going to make you the highest paid manager in the history of baseball. More than Joe Torre made yes. with the New York Yankees. More than Bruce Bochy is making with the Texas Rangers. You're the guy. Yeah. Say no. Go ahead. Say no to go back to Milwaukee and your <laughs> poverty franchise, you know, 90 miles away. You can't do it. You've got to say yes if you're Craig Council. You have to take that deal. And and again, yeah, I know your feelings are going to be hurt in Milwaukee, and you're bummed. You lost a really, really good one, an A manager, the the guy that gets the most out of his talent every single year. And you got to be bummed. I saw uh, William Contreras tweeted just like the facepalm emoji, like, oh, no, we just lost our skipper. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for the people in Milwaukee. We can certainly relate. You know, things happen. I, it didn't sound like there was a lot of drama in the front office, though. It was just a better opportunity. And Cubs, very savvy, savvily, is that a word? Savvily went after him and uh, were able to get him. So he's the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. He's going to enjoy managing at Wrigley Field. And uh, that that fan base is good, built in fan base, ready to ready to jam. But they're going to need a lot of players, man. Everybody needs a lot of players. Yeah, no guarantee it works out no, at all for Craig Council. But uh, at the at the moment, the Cubs are feeling like some early off season winners right now. All right, let's check traffic, and we'll get some headlines from Polly and the Rindle Report on the other side. And get things started here with our edition today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a hoi? All right. All right. Take us away, Paulie. All right. Um, there was a football game last night, gentlemen. There was. There Maybe was. the only sports talk show in America that waits three hours and 44 minutes to discuss Monday Night Football. Was it a very good game? It was not. Uh, did you watch? Did you guys watch any of it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched, I watched the whole, I watched the whole well, thing. I, I took the Jets, so I watched it. <laughs> I was uh, I was on right after the game, so I kind of had to keep tabs on it. Uh, it was over as soon as uh, was Darius Davis returned that punt, eighty-seven yards, and two minutes into the game because the Jets uh, never eclipsed the seven points that the Chargers no, scored right there. The Chargers uh, won this game twenty-seven to six last night in New York. Uh, it is hard. Sloppy. It's hard to watch Zach Wilson play quarterback. It just is. Their defense is really fun to watch play. They are. They're they're interesting and fun. They fly it's to the hard ball. Hard to watch Justin Herbert yesterday. Justin <laughs> Herbert did not have his best game uh, either. And and you know again, I, I saw the Jets drop like three picks they should have had uh, against Herbert last night. But you know they they came away with a victory. And but just watching Wilson play is brutal. It's brutal. Well, bad quarterbacking is just. It makes the whole product. Suffer. It, you know, they had a ton of shots at Aaron Rodgers again before the game, out there throwing the ball 50, 60 yards down the field and walking without any trouble. You wonder at what point is, can they just put like a complete immobility brace on Aaron Rodgers' knee and just say, just stand there and throw the ball? Because you couldn't possibly be move. worse than that. Don't move. If someone comes close to you, throw it away. If they touch you. <laughs> yeah, just, if someone gets close to you, just throw it away. But 
you you can't be worse than Zach Wilson. Right they, how how deep are they in the shotgun? Five <laughs> yards. Go like nine. a punter. Go you're nine. Just, yeah, I mean like we trust you. We trust your decision making. Your arm strength. Uh, we're gonna do. Normally it's five. We're gonna do seven and a half, eight, and just get back there and. No, 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 no. Like, just sling it. Sling it. Zach now, Wilson's horrendous to watch. I did see a video this morning. I think it was Derwin James was walking out to midfield after the game last night, met with Aaron Rodgers, did the bro hug and everything, and cameras picked up. Hey, when are you coming back? And you can hear Aaron Rodgers go, it should be a few weeks. It's amazing. And, again, playing behind that line is like it's the next trip into surgery, in my opinion. Like, you don't want to – as bad as Zach Wilson is, you know, you can't put Aaron Rodgers back behind that line and, and on a on a surgically repaired knee eight weeks after it happened. By the way, um, does it matter though? I mean, they've got okay, they got the Raiders in Las Vegas next week. The Jets, if they don't win that one, remember the Raiders looked pretty decent with their new coach last week. Then they got Bills, Dolphins, Falcons, Texans, Dolphins. Jeez, I mean, dude. if they're they're four and four right now. Don't come back. If they're for that. five and nine yeah, by the know. time Aaron Rodgers is healthy, it doesn't matter at no, that point. So matter. they've got to win a couple of games to make it worth Aaron Rodgers' while to even come back. I every single ESPN personality before the game, Scott Van Pelt's pregame show, they all pick the Jets to win yeah. that game. They look pretty foolish. As bad yes, as the we Jets did. looked, we in that did game. look foolish for that. Yeah. They expected the Chargers to Charger, and they and did. They got close. They got close a couple times, but dropped dropped a lot of picks. Now I don't know if this uh, next story includes somebody that was foolish, lucky, or a genius, brilliant, or some combination of all of the above. But Benny, uh, you told us about this earlier, and I had to look it up. So somebody laid a twenty-five dollar parlay bet on DraftKings yesterday. With bonus money, like they signed up. Yeah, get 25 bucks. Get 25 bucks free. It happens all the time. He picked 15 college basketball games, and I believe every single one of these were heavy, heavy favorites, like 15, yeah, 20, it was 30 like all the, point favorites. Look at yeah. Villanova minus 21, Duke minus 23, BYU minus 28, LSU minus 24. I mean,. Not one upset, not anything other than like no super chalk. No spread I mean, lower than 18 and a half, by I the mean, way. And he covered them all. San Diego State was favored by 13 and a half, I think. That was a nearly, a nearly as much of a blowout as he needed what, for didn't these even make wins. The list. He took all of, I mean, you see it in college football. It's, oh, it's Alabama minus 34 or something. And this guy took 15 heavy favorites, put 25 bucks on all 15 to hit. And won over four hundred thousand dollars. Son of a bitch, man! You, this I you know I pointed this out because this screams to me. Someone saw a DraftKings ad and go, "Oh, free bet! Oh, I'll sign up. I'll throw them some money. I'll get my twenty-five dollar bet." <laughs> I know nothing about college sports, so I'll just bet it all in a parlay. How many can I put in? Oh, I can put fifteen teams in a parlay. Why not? Well. Let's just pick all the favorites. I mean, they'll, you know, whatever. I know Nobody's nothing. Nobody's going to cover all I know these. nothing about this. Might as well just throw it all out there. I feel like this was the most random one bet I have ever seen. Yeah, this is not scientific. No. You know, I didn't think he'd put a lot of thought into this, but he hit. I would say really... usually a majority of those games don't cover. Those spreads are too high yeah. early in the season. First game of the, the year. The name value for those teams God. don't carry as much weight, you know, the. You're not going to win those kind of bets. It looked like a dumb, inexperienced, someone who doesn't know much about betting, 
who made like maybe their first bet ever for a free $25 and won 400 grand. My advice to that person is stop now. Now. Stop now. <laughs> Just walk away. You've, it's never going to be better than it's that. It's never going to get better. I mean, ever. You're never going to do better than that. I was reading that he's going to take that $400,000 credit, put it on another 15-game parlay and, and tonight. turn it into $4 billion. <laughs> yeah, God. Walk away, man. DraftKings right. is like, all right, we gotta, <laughs> we got to stop doing this free money bit. Finally, got a headline here on USA Today. Human skull found in Florida thrift store. Discovery made by an anthropologist. A shopper at a thrift store in Fort Myers was looking around, and she was in the Halloween section of the thrift store, and they have skulls there, yeah. plastic skulls sure. or whatever, toy skulls. And she found one that goes, and she goes, this something's off here. She happens to be an anthropologist, and she recognized it to be a human skull, which it was. There's the uh, the pictures on the YouTube stream if you're watching. And um, deputies were called immediately. Like, we don't really know how this got here. Do what you need to do with it, I guess. Ah, yeah, that's real. That's they just real thought it was skull. a very realistic-looking fake skull, and they had it in the store, thinking, oh, someone really made a nice job making this look real. Sheriff's One office uh, told the store they would work with the local medical examiner's office and Yeah, do the teeth imprints. Yeah. yeah. You want to tell everybody about your tweet that you sent? Yeah, I mean... What know. happened to you? What got into you yesterday? Well... <laughs> you were feeling clever and spicy. I, I knew this would probably fall flat, but it amused me. I went to my my knowledge of Shakespeare and Hamlet, the famous play in which Hamlet holds up the skull, you know, and alas, poor Yorick, I knew him, Horatio, but because it's a thrift shop, I just inserted Macklemore instead of Yorick. I know, it was very Dennis Miller of me, and like that's a very you just set the bar very high. I know I'm a genius like Dennis Miller. <laughs> I thought it was a really good tweet actually. I did get like how'd it do? 6 likes, I think. You know you could have tweeted booger and gotten a double. At it was least. I I was doing it to amuse myself. Which alas poor Macklemore, I knew Ooh, him Horatio. Horatio. Wow. I looked at that and I just I didn't go viral. Did not. I rolled my eyes. I thought there was a chance like someone picks it up like Oh, that's clever. That's a Shakespearean he like reference. Scott Van Pelt's going to see that and go, <laughs> <laughs> "Whoa!" That's exactly what he can we get this guy on on Sports Center tonight? Remember when he got on Scott Van Pelt that one time and it was Remember you tweeted something and it got on and or he mentioned you or retweeted you or something? Kyle Sherman did <laughs> give the uh he gave the laughing emoji. Uh, you got one other comment. You got nine likes, one retweet. No, I'm up to nine now. One Fantastic. retweet. That is been Alas, poor Macklemore. I knew him, Horatio. It's such a niche. He had that thrift shop. Yes, of course. But it's such a... It's weird. It's weird that he... There's not a huge crossover between Shakespeare and sports fans, but there's a little bit out there. I guess. It wasn't it wasn't your best work. But if you're happy with it. Do you want me to just tweet booger and see what how it does? Tweet booger. Just right tweet now. from right, I'm from just gonna account. tweet from my account and should I hashtag or just, just the word booger? Just booger. Fine. See how it does compare it to I, I my guarantee you have more tweet. it'll get more than before nine, the end of the show. nine likes. We'll give an update before the end of the show in four minutes <laughs> of how that tweet is doing. I can picture him thinking, This is so clever.
This is going to slay on Twitter right now. <laughs> All right, it's already got two likes. Yeah, it's I mean, come on. Quickly catching up to it's, my it's, my Shakespeare Macklemore tweet from yesterday. The word booger inherently is funnier than that tweet. Seven likes. Yeah, it's over. four retweets, four reposts. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's going viral. <laughs> oh, two God. comments. Here we go. Oh yeah, banger of a tweet right there. Nine. To, we've already eclipsed nine. There we are. Nine likes. We have eclipsed your Twitter. Yesterday's tweet. Your Twitter will never cease to amaze me because it's in baseball season. He won't tweet much about the team that we cover ninety percent of the time. When Aztecs basketball starts, it's like a cap came off the fire hydrant. He's like, Rah! I, I did. I told this. I mean, to, it is insane. I told this to Coach Fisher when I ran into him a couple of weeks ago. The Aztecs are really the only team that I just totally fan on. Uh, the Padres, obviously, I am a fan, but I'm also, I keep that broadcaster distance, but I feel like I kind of can just, I can tweet as a fan about Aztecs games. You which, can tweet as a fan about the Padres, I, too. I know, but I always hold myself back just a little bit. Don't. We're their flagship, by the way. The Aztecs are somebody else's. I know. That's why I feel like I can be a little more free and easy when it comes to the Aztecs. You can be as free and easy about the podcast. 40 likes for Booger already. I told you. I told you. 15 reposts. Mike says, Ben tweets like Magic Johnson when it comes to the Aztecs. (laughs) (laughs) Does he? I never noticed. Sometimes. I just know that it's like a fire hydrant exploded. It's like you can't shut him up about the Aztecs. It's so good. Sue me. I like watching San Diego State I know you do, buddy. I know you do. I I always wanted it to be good. They never were growing up. I never had that opportunity, and now I I can. I can enjoy some college basketball. It's like baseball season. I'm looking for anything. He's got nothing. Not a thing. Aztecs start and it is on. Uh, I know. I know you're. I know you're a big fan. Just keep doing what you're doing. All right. Final totals of the moment: fifty-three likes, twenty reposts booger. for booger. That's all it takes, man. Lowest common denominator. Sometimes. All right. Don't I, overthink. Don't overthink it. Uh, we will see you tomorrow, uh, six a.m. Um, here on Ben and Woods. Uh, Coach and Braden are coming up next for executive producer Paul Rindle, Stephen Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. <laughs> Booger. (laughs) Booger bed. Have a great rest of your Tuesday from all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, (laughs) 97.3 The Fan. Everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.